podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast. Welcome to episode 23 of the Unholy Trinity Podcast, where this week we'll be looking back at a defeat to Manchester City. It's left for Mares, sends it low and in! City take the lead again! Riyad Mares with the free kick! We'll be looking at our striking issues. Venus there, it's kept out initially. How did that not go in? Dominic Calvert-Lewin with the follow-up as well. I'm going to look ahead to this weekend's game away at Turf Moor. As far as Bernard who sends it back in, there's Yeri Mina. He's got his first goal for Everton and it's come inside two minutes here at Turf Moor. Before we start analysing all of that, we're going to, we want to welcome to the show for the first appearance, Matt Dillon. Matt, welcome. Cheers, thanks very much, Mike. And according to your online CV... <laughs> you're a contributor to the Blackwatch fanzine great fanzine I had a few copies myself really enjoy it and also the, the preview show on Radio Merseyside yeah that's it I've, I've got nothing else to do with nothing else like, yeah that's yeah. basically it yeah so <laughs> that, that about sums it up yeah <laughs> which, which is great isn't it so basically he's got loads of Everton knowledge and loads of Everton opinions as well so I bet you can't wait to share them it's definitely not cheers thanks mate brilliant thank you Dave yeah, no pressure, play? no pressure. <laughs> play up front if you want, we need a strike. Yeah, yeah I'll take it anyway. I'm sure you're going to talk more sense than, uh, than leaders anyway on a weekly basis. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you have, have, have a good debut, you can come on on a, on a weekly basis and replace him. <laughs> sign you on a Bosman, man. <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's jump in. Let, let's talk about that the game against uh, against Man City, uh, the champions against San Wendy. We've come away there yesterday with a, a 3 1 defeat in a game that we were heavily in and in with a shout of, of getting something from Matt I'll come to you first what were your thoughts on the game? Yeah no I totally agree Mike I think you know you looked at that performance compared to the one against Sheffield United I, I thought it was night and day personally um, against obviously one of the best teams in the world if you like um, there was obviously a couple of occasions in the game that sort of didn't go our way either which you know, obviously you look at me and his header that's that that's obviously tipped tipped away and you think if that would have went and it could have been a different story really. So yeah, I think there, you know, there's quite a few positives to, to take out of the game and hopefully obviously they'll take it into next week now against Burnley. I mean, for me it was the first game of the season where we looked like a proper team. It was a proper team performance for me. Although we lost and that's really disappointing. And we were talking before we started recording, weren't we, about whether it's Okay for Everton to take positives from a from a defeat. I guess that's something we'll get onto in a minute. But I felt we always looked like scoring, um, and until the Mares free kick went in, I, I quite enjoyed being at the game. It was the first home game I've actually enjoyed being at in a long time. I think it's almost um, like a game that we needed that, wasn't it? You know, like like a game where everyone's going to be up for it. You know, we've played arguably six sides already this season that you would say are weaker teams on paper and Goodison always seems to come alive for these sort of games doesn't it um, and also on the flip side of that um, we just I just think we look far better against teams that just like I've said it before that come on to us and want to have a go you know we, we look like we had a goal in us we had more than one goal in us and you know even it didn't go the game itself I knew you two boys went but um, 
even Neville was saying as well himself, look, there's going to be goals in this year. You know, Everton look like they're going to get it. And just as we were on top, we took a sucker punch there with obviously with Mahrez's goal. But yeah, it's it's, it's one of those. I, I think it could have gone either way. If we would have got that second goal, which we were threatening to do, we could have gone on to win that game. I think Silva knew it as well. I mean, I'm just a bit gutted we didn't get over the line, to be honest. Let's, let's go back though to, the, to the, the first part of the game because in terms of how we started, we, we sat obviously, we sat deep. City will push you back. We, we know that and we, we started with Snyderman and Delph which was always going to happen Walcott was a little bit of it when we first saw the team we thought mm, how's he got a game there um, that was for his that, I think that's for his defensive of course when you, when you analyse it the reason why he started whether people want to like it or not is that his discipline defensively is better than it will be that's, that's why he started the game mm. the fact that he lasted 60 seconds before he got knocked out it's a different matter and it went off and it will be came on and, and obviously the, the, the rest is history but I thought the first was in 15-20 minutes Man City were massively on top weren't they and, and the, the first goal came as, came as no surprise we had a warning before then when Yerimina decided to slice a clearance or a clearance away the balls come back across the, the box and our Gundogan's missed them about half a yard that was yeah, it's a ball by Mara's it's, it's a great it's ball, a great ball. ball. But I think, you know, we, we didn't start the game particularly well. But what impressed me, and I say people might not want to take positives from the game when I get that, but what impressed me was there was a reaction. We, we decided that, OK, our first game plan was let's sit tight, let's see what we can get from the game. They scored. We had to react. We did react. Within, I think, from the kick-off after they scored, Sigurdsson went down the other end and obviously decent save from, from Edison. But we went, we yeah, went the intent was there, wasn't it? We went so to so with them, which yeah. was the most impressive thing I thought from, from the day. I think I sent a message to the, the group at half time, didn't I? Saying when when we went one nil down, I feared the worst. Part of me thought, gosh, yeah, the floodgates are gonna open now. We could be in for a, a real pasting here. So I was quite surprised by how well we reacted, given how we've played, particularly in the game, say against Bournemouth and Sheffield United, where we just haven't been good enough. And I think for me that that's what I mean by uh, taking a positive from the game. It was signs that we look like a team again and if we play like that I think against any other team in the Premier League we're going to get something most weeks Yeah I, I can see that point I think it goes back to that point I was saying before though, you know teams that like Sheffield United that came there you know, Liverpool showed that yesterday you know, that they played identical at home against Liverpool and they're hard to break down it's hard to break these teams down and you've got to you've got to got to score early to get them to change their system and get them to come out more and therefore you have more space, or it becomes like a war of attrition, isn't it? And then you you're at risk of getting done with it. Like in our case, it was a bloody own goal, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, I do agree with the attitude, Mike. I think with Walcott starting going back to that point briefly, I think you can see his thinking behind that. Definitely, City is strong out wide, aren't they? In one v ones, I like to isolate you, and um, I can see the the rationale behind that. Um, Awobi for me can consider himself a bit unlucky because I thought he started his career pretty well at Everton and then Siggy everyone was saying oh, why, 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 why is not Awobi playing 10 Sigurdsson should have been dropped there's a potential argument for that as well but if you look at the early tactics he was sitting he was sitting on Rodri and if you remember when we beat Chelsea uh, last season and we, we basically did, he did the exact same role Sigurdsson then he sat on Jorginho um, and, and literally just stopped him from playing and therefore stopped Chelsea from playing so you could see it was clearly thought behind that going, you know, if we sit on Rodri here, who's essentially the pivot who's going to get it off the centre halves, we're going to stop hopefully them from playing. His defensive contributions massively underrated Sigurdsson. I mean, we, well, I say it often on, on this podcast. I read an article about Alex Awobi a couple of weeks ago 
Uh, and a comment was made in that article that kept repeating in my head as I watched his performance yesterday. And it was Alex Awobi looks like he plays with a school backpack on, holding a, a bottle of Lucasade in his hand. Going forward, Alex Awobi's got something, but I tell you what, he had a really strange game for me yesterday. He was uh, taken off, wasn't he? He yeah. came on. And there's rumours that he was on the yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can see why, why, he was, why he was taken off. To, and bear in mind, he was given sort of 70, 70 75 minutes. Obviously, he came off to the first minute. Um, but yeah, really strange. Really strange. Um, there was, was rumours that obviously Bernard missed the game because he was ill. Dean had a vast late fitness test because of this bug that's yeah. been going around. And there's rumours that Awobi potentially wasn't great either. So, you know, maybe they were influenced, you know, they, they probably influenced Silver's selections as well. Um, well, we think what he does give us, though, I think he's always looking forward. He always looks up. I mean, he yeah. put a great ball in for Sigurdsson at one-one, where Sigurdsson for me all he has to do is just knock that with his head and it's in. I mean, he just has to get any touch on it. He almost looks at Edison and kind of like semi pulls out of it and tries to bring it down. He just needed a flick, didn't he? Yeah. That was a great ball that though because he's made the run and he's picked him out. I don't think there's many players in our team other than maybe Gomez that would have picked him out there. Mm. Um, so he does give us that, but. For me, it's clear as day his best position is a ten. He showed that in the week in the uh, in the cup game, didn't he? I mean, he put, he put a lovely ball through for Bernardi, obviously squared it um, uh, for Calvert Lewin. But um, yeah, I mean, you, the rationale behind it. I think if we'd have had a fully fit squad, I think you would have probably seen Bernard left and Richardson right. Do you think that? Do you think you'd have gone with that to start if if Bernard was fit? Yeah, I probably would. To be perfectly honest, I think I think he was. He was you look at it now, probably since the start of the season, he's probably one of the most unfortunate ones, I think, to be dropping out. Yeah. I always think he does give you something um, that other players can't. I think he, obviously, he's got that trickiness on the ball when he drops his shoulder, but he's, he's got that eye for a pass as well, hasn't he, I think? Yeah. Um, especially look at some of the other midfielders we've got. Maybe that's not, maybe not, it's not there with all of them. I think he gets um, the best out of Dean for me as well. Yeah, I think those two link up quite well. I think. we were saying, when we did back in the last season, when we went through that really good, good, uh, Good bit of form, and we were saying about we, we always go back to the, the Baines and PR partnership and, and how we thought that with Dean and Bernard we were getting the formation of that kind of quality partnership. The two of them seemed to know where each other was going to be, yep. little intricate passing in tight spaces, you know, little runs off, and you know, it was it was really working well. Obviously, in the transfer window, we've gone out there and we've got a Wobies coming, obviously, Keane, people like that, and, and you're now seeing Bernard getting pushed out a little bit. Came back in against Sheffield United and and in patches he looked he looked bright he was up to his usual tricks and he's he's so good on the ball and I I liken him to to David Silva in regards to having runs with in the ball spaces. yeah he's not he's not particularly quick he's got great feet um, he and works hard you know as well he does yeah he's you know, got defensively and Silva yeah. trusts him defensively you know he does get back and I think in that in those sort of games where you're playing against technically decent players. He knows you can trust someone like him because he's not going to give it away very often, is he? I yeah. mean, this is an argument that he probably should contribute more for goals and assists. But what he will give you is work rate, and he's obviously got you know he is he is very gifted, isn't he? Um, and he'll battle, won't he? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Looking at me, you know, I think most players in the league are probably a foot taller than him. I think yeah. most of them. So <laughs> well, he's, but he's he will still he's get the second smallest player in the league, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's only taller than uh, than Ryan Fraser. Yeah, good uh, knowledge that man. Thanks. <laughs> um, no, but going back to that, I just think yeah, obviously his tactics went out the window after literally sixty seconds. Uh, all got massively unlucky there to get one straight. He was, not, I think, he was KO'd there. It was, it was the back of his head, bit. wasn't it? He yeah, turned, yeah, he turned, yeah. and it's like it's like a boxer receiving a punch on the back of the head, yeah. and those type of punches are, are banned. He was definitely out. He was always definitely out. But you can yeah. see that went out the window. But 
Going back to your point about the reaction, I think I, I do I do I do think that's a fair point. I think we really we really put it on him then and obviously deservedly got the goal. Um love the way Calvert Ruin robbed that by the way. That's the biggest robbery ever. <laughs> that was nearly worse than the car keys when uh, when well, Tom Davis yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought he was offside yeah. for a moment. So I was panicking as well. I was panicking as well. well I saw I saw people on, uh, on social media um and they were saying about you know he, he's stupid he could have been offside and you can see across the line you can see for me he should be able to that he's he's behind Conlon Conlon's shifted he's, he's quite a way behind him to be honest with you no but it's, it's, the, it's the first phase yeah, where but, it goes yeah but he wasn't interfering no I know he wasn't so we look, that, well, yeah, I, was, I wouldn't yeah. be given but yeah. I want my striker to do that I want my number nine to be taking goals be greedy, yeah, off, yeah. My, off my right back I couldn't exactly. care less if that's me I'm yeah. scoring that I don't yeah. care because you as, as a striker and as an Everton bloody number nine people Will quite will uh, consistently criticise you if you don't score goals. Yeah. He's now scored four and three, and people can say to me, "Yeah, he scored two against Sheffield Wednesday, Bournemouth, and obviously he scored uh, against Man City." I don't care who scores against. He's there to yeah. score goals against the opposition. He scored four and three. I ain't saying he's he's an ex-game sharp. Mm. I'm not saying that, but I think yesterday he put a real shift in, and and deserved his goal for me. The only thing, or not the only concern I've got is. That chance that he missed, second half, the mm-hmm. one where he's gone great little, great little ball through to him. And you know what? That was a lovely move. That it was. That started, that started with Dean in the corner. Lovely, lovely uh, flick inside, and then it, it was a, it was a, that that deserves a goal. That's where Edison's made the save with his legs. Yeah. That he's tried to bend it round. Yeah. If you're going to be hypercritical of him, there, he's kind of ran round it. So it's come onto his left foot. It's a great run. First of all, so he's picked him out brilliantly, and it's on his left foot. So you know. You'd like to say maybe an Aguero or someone who's naturally left footed would have probably just dinked that over. But the thing is, because he's ran round it, that's given Edison an extra probably split second to get closer to him. And he's still done the right thing. He's still tried a little flick it round. He's probably two or three inches in height away yeah. from scoring the goal. It's, it's, it's yeah. at the it's top of any height leg, leg. Yeah. and it's gone away. So my, my concern there is that obviously if, if you're a natural finisher, you don't think about it and maybe you go with your left foot. Yeah, you would probably dink your left. Yeah. And, and that for me was probably a, a pivotal point in the game. Um, well, that was was that that was, was two, two one two one. That was straight, yeah. not long after they scored, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So we, again, we we showed the reaction against you can see the goal. Um, what are your thoughts on their goal, second goal? Because Jordan Pickford's coming for a lot of a lot of stick over this uh, from from all all courses really. Um, do we see it as well? One should he have saved it? I was going to ask you as our uh, resident goalkeeper coach. Having to sign, I think the the attacker, the one who's taking the free kick, and that's what he's tired to do. If, he, if it goes over the wall, he probably saves it because he's thinking that's where it's going to go. So in his head, that's what he's planning for. It's, it's a great free kick, don't get me wrong, it's a very, very, very clever. Myers is, is a great, a great um, free kick taker. But I understand why he's playing for it. But what I want to go back to is, I don't think it was a foul in the first place. I don't think we even no, touched I was just talking about that off camera. So camera. another thing where VAR, well, I mean, before we recorded, we mentioned VAR. What's the point of it? Because it doesn't seem to to be overturning many things. It doesn't seem to be saying the referee's ear, listen, that wasn't a foul. That, that's a massive moment that in the game is 20 yards out with a free kick that obviously you scored from. So what's, what is the point of VAR? Because for me, me just sort of pulls, he, he, he pulls, pulls that leg away. Yeah. He clearly pulls I'm that leg I'm not trusting yeah. him. Yeah. Um, you can know, review it in seconds. That You can see that. If, he, yeah. if he's caught it. You know, I agree with you. It seems to be like they're almost like, look, we don't really want to overrule the refs on the pitch here. So yeah. unless it's an absolute howler, we're not going to overturn it. Yeah. The whole point of it is kind of going. 
you know, it's a, let's have a quick review of that. Okay, look, he's not touching there. It's not a free kick. Mm-hmm. It takes seconds to do that. But it's, it's just really frustrating because I thought we were on top in, at that point in the game. We looked like they were more likely. I know City were always dangerous. They've got such talented players. They're yeah. going to create chances. But I just felt the momentum was starting to swing towards the crowd were up for it. Mm-hmm. Pep was getting a bit worried on the sidelines. You could see him. I, think, I don't think he had any intention of playing Aguero, by the way. He, I think mm-hmm. he obviously brought him on because he realised that we need to win this. It, yeah. it was, this is getting out of our control. They looked really ropey at the back, didn't they? It really did. Um, That's one thing where I thought that we, we maybe should have taken more advantage of. They had Fernandino, who's a, who's a quality centre mid, playing centre half. And, yeah. and early on in the game, if you, you're watching it, we, we obviously we, we, we sat very deep, we gave them time, and he was spraying these 50, 60 yard passes just, just across the pitch. And that was, you know, fantastic. But he is not a centre half. So if I'm, if I'm Calvert Lewin there, I'm spending all my game on your shoulder. I'm, I'll, I'll stay with you. And then I'll be saying to my centre-halves and my midfielders, listen, I'm this side, play me in there, put it over the top there, because he beat him for peace every single time. He was at fault for the first goal, Fernandinho, because mm-hmm. it was Sigurdsson who pulled out right, put, put it in, and he's, he's hit an absolute dreadful clearance straight at one of our guys, yeah, and then yeah. scrambled about a bit, and then Coleman, to be fair, lovely dink. Yeah, know, yeah. He, you know. But, but um, yeah, going back to the Pickford one, um, it's... it's it's so frustrating, one of those. You can see why he's obviously his, his balance is going to be on his left foot, anticipating that. But Otamendi was also standing in that position as well, next mm-hmm. to Delph, almost like blocking his view. And it's missed Delph by literally inches as well. You know, it's so frustrating. Well, you know, for, for go going back to the free kick, they're the player on our wall, which isn't allowed in the new rules. So we're going to go about, on about VAR again. Oh, the referee, the referee, <laughs> I didn't know, was there someone in the wall? In the spare was in the wall. Yeah. Yeah. So literally, you can't be within so many yards of our of, of our defensive wall from a free kick. So the referee should be saying there, you get away, didn't they? So that's that's a new rule which has been brought in. But once again, whether it's the officiating on the pitch or the officiating in somewhere down south in the in the, uh, in the studio, yeah. they're not getting these things right. So how many things in the same instant there did they get wrong? Um, so that that's what frustrates me. It's, it's just mega frustrating because he, he you know he, he keeps it out. You know we've got it. We've got a great chance of winning that game, and I think Silva knew if, if we can win that game, or if we'd have won that game, sorry, I think you know that the boost that gives the players straight away, and it the confidence, the shot of in, you know the injection it gives people. Um, but look, if you if you're going to go throughout the team, there wasn't that many that had a bad game. Would you Would you agree with that? No. I, I was I was thinking, I thought Sadibi played well in the week, had a great assist for Calvert Lewin, took his goal brilliantly. Some people were calling for Sadibi to. Sort of start. I think it's probably a bit too soon yet because he obviously hasn't appreciated. Well, well, Sil- Sil- Coleman was one of our better players. I thought he was our best player. He got my flash. Fantastic. We, yeah. we put a both out there, and he, and he, he completely won, won the man the match. Both teams, Coleman. I thought he played. He played well. It's like Coleman of old, wasn't it? Yeah. You know I mean, buccaneering forward and everything else, and you know, making himself a threat basically in their in their in their half. I thought whether he's looked at it though as well, especially with you know how well Sir Levy's done on the weekend tours but you know what yeah maybe I'll, I'll that'd be Silver Coleman wouldn't it yeah. yeah he's got that sort of attitude yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I mean Silver did say before the game um, I think it was in the press conference he said about Sadibi and he said you know yeah you, you can see he had a good game against Sheffield Wednesday he said but I, I won more so he knows he's not at the level yeah. that he needs to be at yeah he said but what I would say is he's pushing Seamus Coleman and that's what, what he wants is, is, is competition for places whether he's captain or not you're not certain of your of your place in the side, and that's that's the you know the, the real important thing. But yeah, I don't think anyone had a particularly bad game yesterday. You know, um, I just think that we at times, I mean, we we had twelve shots 
eight on target, was it? The most against, uh, I think, Guardiola's ever conceded in a game. In the like Premier that. League, yeah. yeah. Which is, which is inc- incredible, isn't it? Well, it tells you everything, doesn't it? You know, so it shows that we, we did something right yesterday. Um, but just, I mean, the, the third goal was a bit of a sucker punch. We we're trying to get them to get equalised, and they've obviously they've had, they whipped the shot across the box. Was it Aguero nipped it off um, someone's toes, put it across the box? It's his Pickford's foot, hasn't it? Looped over Coleman's head, mm. four nights of Sterling, and, he, and he's just hitting off the bar. And that's the look I was saying to you, though. That yeah. we needed. You know, that sort of. I know it was the third goal then, but you know they create. You know, Aguero nipped inside, put it out wide, and created the space. But but that sort of luck where it sort of hit the keeper. Bounce into the ground, going straight over Colin, just falling perfectly for Sterling onto his. You know, he's just made sure he's connected with it. You know, that's the sort of luck you need in those sort of games, and where the ball just comes to. Um, I thought we just don't seem to be. We don't do seem we? to get in the room of the green, do we? And, and that's kind of, you know, that's kind of why I, th- I think we just need to get something going for us. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, it's, it's not been the greatest start to the season. Obviously, we don't have to state the obvious, but I've also think in some games, you know, we we, we haven't really deserved to lose a lot. Of them, no. I don't think. This game, yeah, like Sheffield United, where you think, you know what, we didn't turn up and we probably thought we'd win the game comfortably. And then there's games like Bournemouth again, where we probably again should have probably... But all the others, I definitely think we should have got some out of the game. We certainly had more of the ball in all those games. But you, know, yeah. you, you made an, an interesting comment before about a lot of these teams will stand up, the so-called top teams or the attacking teams, and you, you, know, you made reference rightly to the, the Liverpool-Sheffield United game. Yeah on Saturday do you think sometimes Everton maybe lack a little bit of something psychologically yeah you know in terms of being patient not just patient but being confident that we're going to get the goal we're going to break these teams down it's all about confidence isn't it Liverpool are on a 15 game winning run don't know how they've done it by the way but they're on a 15 game (laughs) winning run when you're when you're playing any sport and you when you're playing any sport at that level at any level you are literally Everything works, isn't it? You know, everything goes. They they knew that they knew. That, you know what? We're not playing great here, but we're going to get something. Yeah. And it turns out it was an absolute howler from the keeper. You just kind of you know, Sheffield United got in some great. You can see why Wilder was so fuming because they got in some great positions where they probably could have won it. You know what? That that's what that's what happens when you're on a winning streak. Everything goes for you, doesn't it? I think that was, I, mean, I think that was deeper than that. I mean, Pete mentioned obviously mentality there. I think with Everton it's deeper, and the, the number of years you've gone up winning a trophy and having success. I think it's almost ingrained in the club at the moment. Yeah. Where I mean, we watched watched the um, Leicester Leicester game before against Newcastle, and I, I look at them. And I, you know, they won the league obviously a few years ago, and they still got obviously uh, so many of those players are in that side. And there's a you play with the freedom, and you play. I kept on using this word yesterday. You play with it with the bravery that they know what they can do in attacking positions. They they're the aggressive, players, aren't they? Of course, who's that? Who's yes. that? So Leicester. Leicester. So and and that's you know they, they do play with they, they sort of haven't got any shackles on them and, and off they go and that's that's. Yeah, but that was like us at the end of last season. Yeah. yeah. That was like us at the end of last season. I felt we could be we could be anyone, mm. and that's what confidence gives you. It's yeah, it is a bit of a mentality thing as well. But the mentality in the second half of last season, which kept on getting thrown at silver, and every press conference like. Yeah, Everton being a top six side for God knows how long have they made? Yeah, you know I mean they just they just they haven't got it in them to be a top six side. And then they went on and beat three of them in the space of like a couple of months. So, mm. you know, they have got the ability to do it, but confidence is everything. And at the moment, I just feel like nothing's going for us. You know, and you do need that little bit of luck in these sort of games. I and mean, we didn't get anything yesterday, really. Mm. You know, on another day, Mina, Mina had, he could have scored two there, couldn't he? You know, Edison was, you know, he kept them in the game. 
You made two great saves. Miller could have got two easily. Cavalloon could have got another easily. Mm-hmm. Yes, City had chances as well. Sterling missed the sitter. Gundogan missed the sitter. But you know, the game could have easily ended up 4-4 or 4-3 that game quite easily. And, uh, you know, Pat knows he's got away with one there. That's the disappointing thing, isn't it? I think I, being sat in the stands, I always felt if we got a draw, or even if we got the win, it, it could kick on our season then. And I, I just hope somehow the players take... And again, this is debatable whether you can take positives from a defeat, but well, I, hope they, I hope they take something from it that we can... Well, funny you should say that, Peter, in regards whether you can take, uh, take positives, because uh, a friend of Matt has been on, you've asked this question, and uh, David McDonald just said, then, no, I can never ever take a positive from defeat. Part of the reason we've won F all for young is people taking positives from defeats. And with Big Nev on this... Uh, UTFT and good luck Matt I don't know what he thinks we're going to do to Matt I'm back down the South End here, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with my own kind the South End the South End get some. Um, but you know it, it, it is hard isn't it? at times especially when we haven't started particularly well we've lost games that for me we shouldn't have lost we gave a, a decent account of ourselves yesterday and I think personally that we can we can look ahead now and, and I can see things clicking uh, but one, one of the, the major things that we, I want to pick up on is is the issue of it of our strikers? Um, obviously, we mentioned earlier on Calvert Lewin has now scored four goals in, in three games. Um, he scored obviously again yesterday, which was a proper a proper striker's goal. You'd say he's on the line there with his head, and it's going in. But he's not him. Well, why not? You know, you're getting paid to score goals after that one. But there's a concern there, isn't there, in regards to where the goals? on a regular basis are going to come from because Calvert-Lewin hasn't done too bad recently Moise Keane is yet yet to score um, Richarlison was, although he's playing wide right or, or, or wide left he's still our major source of goals what what are our thoughts on that you know going forward for the remainder of the season because we mentioned about maybe we should have gone into the market for someone with a little bit more Premier League experience a little bit more guile in that position as well as having Moise Keane and Calvert-Lewin no, I, I agree, Mike. I think, um, as we mentioned off here before, I think, especially since Lukaku was gone, um, you know, I think a lot of people said at the time, oh, you know, we might be all right, we can start spreading the goals out around the team. And like you said, obviously, Richarlison's coming and done well, he's chipped in. Um, but apart from that, now and the rest of the team, obviously, you know, I've always chipped in with a couple of the start of his career as well, but... There's, there's a you know there's a gaping hole in of like fifteen to twenty goals yeah. that we haven't we haven't filled for for quite a few years now have we, um you know I remember, uh, speaking to Peter Eid at a book sign and this was about two or three years ago, and saying you know what what would you do? And he said well, I'd go I'd go out and get someone like a Jeho who he'd be around a bit, still of a still a decent age, knows his way around the prem, but also because obviously I, I think Calvert was obviously just coming through then, saying about. And obviously he can learn off him and training and, and, and stuff like that. Plus, obviously, he can carry the burden and the goal scorer. And obviously, there's not as much pressure on the young lads. And I think, especially with Calvert-Lewin and Keane there, you know, obviously Keane coming into a, a new country, a new culture, um, doesn't really obviously know much about the league. Um, but obviously, because of the amount of money that we pay for him, there's big pressure on him, isn't it? And I think if you've got someone a bit more of an experienced there who's been around the block a bit, you might, you might get more out of these lads, I think. I think that's a great shout. I think we've talked about that type of player ourselves on a, on a previous podcast, like a Jaco um, Giroud type. Yeah. You know, someone that's like, like you said, has been there, done it. Um, you know, I, I would have quite happily, even at his age now, what was he, 32, 33, had someone like a Jaco come in there. 
because you know um, he's never really had bags of pace anyway. He's always been decent. Yeah, decent movement, and obviously he scored a you know a shed load of goals for City, didn't he? Uh, I think he got five in one game once as well. So yeah, he's an out and out striker basically. I know what you're saying. You know the likes of Calvert Lewin can learn up in terms of movement. You know in terms of how to you know where to be at the right time because so, it doesn't come naturally to dominate I mean, that, that's definitely for sure isn't it I'm sure it's um, again you know where, where he, he sort of where he used to play in centre mid when he was younger and it's so hard if you're not a natural goal scorer I think it's very very hard to teach it for you to be in, the, in those positions where a natural finisher would be and sometimes if you watch his movement it's, it's just not there and I'm, I'm not overly critical of Calvert I, I like him I think he does a good job for us he shows that he can score goals Um but I think this this getting a senior centre forward in, I thought was was really important in the summer. And looking back now, it looks even more important the fact that we that we didn't get yeah, that's that. That's why I feel sorry for Silver a little bit as well because mm-hmm. he, he can only work with what he's given. Yeah. You know what I mean? He can only work with what he's given. You know, even if you had someone in like a Yakubu type, even Yakubu scored loads of tappings, little soap pokes here, whatever. You know, he was another one on the shoulder all the time, always trying to get goals. You know, we haven't got that type of striker. I've said I've said it before on a podcast. You know, you see, you see, um, obviously Leicester today, they've, they've got some like Vardy, Bournemouth, they've got Wilson. Yeah. Both of them are getting our team. Yeah. Both of them are getting our team. <laughs> yeah. So it's not just the top six that have got 20 goal strikers. <laughs> There's teams around us that have got 20 goal strikers as well. To be fair to the board, do you think any of this is linked to Cenk Tosin still being an Everton player? I, mean, I, think, I think you can be right. I think, yeah. I think Someone mentioned that the other day about, you know, the financial fair play thing. We had to get rid of a lot and we've not managed to get rid of everyone. But what's Tosin, 27, 28? Yeah, well, he's, he's yeah, he is, isn't he? He's, he's at the uh, the back end of his twenties. So, in terms of, in terms of him, I think we probably pinned a lot of our hopes on getting rid of him in the summer mm. and being able to bring in somebody else for a little bit, little bit more uh, revenue and cash. Ni- Nias as well, still there, isn't he? Yeah, I don't, so, I don't know what he's doing. Nias yeah, still there, picking up his salary as well. And, he's, and, and he's, he's not even he's not even featured for obviously the twenty three years or not like that. So I don't know what what Nias is doing at the moment. Um, Martina as well, technically starting the yeah. isn't he? Well, this, I, I mean, it goes back to the point. We, we, you know, we're relying essentially on kids. We're yeah. relying on kids to basically get us the goals. And yeah, it, regardless, we, I think Neville again, go back to him, and I don't sound like I'm absolutely like loving everything he says, but he said one thing with this Everton Sil- Silver's Everton team here, they seem like a nearly team. Yeah, is the word he used. Like they're nearly there. Say, say them in, in the last last couple of games. From yeah, the yeah, he, he yeah. Said he that. said that. He said so, you feel like they've got the players, yeah. good players in good position. They've got a little, a little some decent depth, but they're just kind of like not quite there, and they haven't quite got that goal threat. They haven't. And he said, it, you know what you just said, then Mike, they've never really replaced Romelu. And you know what, you kind of agree with that. You know what I mean? From all the yeah. stick that Romelu got from a load of fans, he's lazy. He's in. Mm. He scored goals to me. Yeah, he scored bad you know I mean? goals. He scored, and he, he, he scared. He scared the living daylights out of a lot of defenders. Well, well this is it. If you, if you had to make a list of strikers who, are in let's say, the, the top leagues in Europe, are scoring over twenty goals, you'd be looking at maybe what ten players. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Most definitely. I look at Romelu now. I don't want to say oh, we should have gone back in for him because I don't think he would have been. He would have come, but he's, he's had a great start, Inter. Yeah, Inter had a great right. start to the season. He's been banging goals in in a, in a league that's difficult to score goals because it's built on defence. You know, so. It's it's just so frustrating because I do feel like we are nearly there, and if we did have a an out and out forward, we probably could have won that game. If, if Sheko would have played yesterday and it had been him on the end of it instead of Calvert Lewin, you probably think we'd have scored maybe two or three. Do you know what I mean? That's probably the reality. Obviously, Calvert Lewin's coming for loads of stick, and we see it all the time. Um, I think someone said when we scored against, uh, he scored us two against Sheffield Wednesday. That always found it, he found his level. Mm. And it just doesn't make sense to me. He's got oh, right. four games. Really, really poor analysis there, but someone who's coming for a lot of stick as well. 
I'm seeing now more regularly is is 19 year old Moise Keane. I saw someone refer to him yesterday as Sanzo. Wow. Yeah, some of these probably didn't go the game. Yeah. Because for, for me, when he came on the right hand side and he was facing play, that was I know he was on less than twenty minutes, but I thought that was the sharpest he's looked in an Everton shirt. He for frightened me. City yesterday. Didn't look out of place, did no, he? No, he came on obviously on the right hand side, not his usual position. And at one point he got he picked the ball up and went at them and four players went towards Moise mm-hmm. Keane because they know he's a threat, he, he won countless corners. And and he and he did when he came on. They knew there's someone in there that we need to keep a close eye on here because it's the, the lad's quality. He has got ability. We're just not getting the best out of him. But he can't play on his own up front. For but, me. but it's a transition He's, season though for him. For yeah, him, massively, him. massively transition. And that's yeah. why I think it was important that having someone with, with some experience in, so he can learn the ways of the Premier League. Off someone who's got a little bit more mouse in that position because that's really important. We know he's better facing the goal than he was back to the goal. We know that. He's got the kid's got great feet, hasn't he? And he can make things happen. He just he needs to get that first goal, doesn't he? Get you know get, get fired. And once he once he scores one, he'll kick on, I think, and he'll score more. It's an interesting conundrum with him though, because Silva brought him on obviously because we needed a goal. But I don't think Silva would start him on the right or left no. in that formation because I don't think you trust him defensively. Because mm. you know you you're basically asking him then to do two jobs, mm. and I don't think he would do that. That's a good point. Um, but I do think. If we're going to persist playing with this formation, and to be honest, it, it didn't, it wasn't really that bad the formation yesterday against obviously a, a City team rather than a team that just sits. I don't think we need to play two holders when we're playing against the likes of Sheffield United, but when we're playing City, obviously it makes sense. But I just think we have to play Calvert Lewin in that type of formation, and, and if we're going to play that formation, just purely because, you know, and he showed it when we went on that run last season, is that he's prepared to do the dirty work, yeah. he's prepared to try and win the headers, he's prepared to run the channels, he's prepared to absolutely, you know work his absolute backside off to try and do it and sometimes obviously yeah he's not always in the right position which I think is another great point but the, the thing that I think lets Calvert-Lewin down and that we're not talking about is his finishing yeah, yeah. this is the thing that, that the lad gets criticised for isn't it is he a finisher and there was a couple yesterday where you know we were saying pre-recording does a better player another does another decent Premier League striker take at least one of those two chances that he didn't put away yeah of course yeah, there's, there's no doubt about it you know look the players miss chances the best the best players miss chances you know what I mean that, that happens all the time I spoke to you didn't I Mike yesterday about and it would be interesting to get you two, your two thoughts uh, on this as well um, I watched match today this morning and then um, interesting to see how West Ham played against Bournemouth now West, we played Bournemouth in their place literally only the other week and um, it was a very similar type of game, you know, like very open, like both teams looked like they could potentially score. And if you look at Pellegrini, he took over, Mike, when was it? He took over the same time, was it? Same time, is it? <coughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's a fair comparison. They both took over squads that probably needed some work on them. They both obviously touted as being decent managers. And then if you look at the players West Ham had up front the other day, and they made a point of it on Match of the Day, they're, they're front free. Look like they've got goals in them. Yeah, Haller looks good, doesn't he? Haller looks a good player. I've said this before, but Yarmolenko's come back from injury. He's got goals in him. He scored yeah. three and three now. He looks. He looked. He, he scored yesterday. He looked like he could have got another couple as well. And and look, it'd be interesting to see what, like you said, what you think. But they've gone there. They've got a two-two result. They could have easily potentially won the game. I mean, it could have gone either way. To be fair, Bournemouth had chances as well. But we've gone there recently, and obviously we've lost three-one. You know what I mean? And and probably didn't carry anywhere near the same threat as what West Ham did 
You know what I mean? So it'd be interesting to see. Well, I don't know what you think. I mean, have we recruited then in, in the forward positions? Have we recruited well enough compared to what Pellegrini's done at West Ham? Well, the, it was when would Halle get in our team now? I think well, he probably would. He probably would. Would you, would you Armelenko get him? Probably if he's fit. So there's two of them straight. Richarlison would probably play out for me ahead of Felipe Anderson. Although that's quite a close shout though, because when he wants to play, he's decent. He's a good player, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. As, as we said, I, I do think that Silva was let down a little bit in, in a transfer window, um, and it's looking now. I mean, we, we all thought we came out of the window pretty well by the centre of our position. We all thought we done done too bad there. We were, we were quite quite positive about it. I think things are showing now that. We, we do lack that that cutting edge and we, we lack someone with that who's a finisher who knows the Premier League and it's it's a bit more evident now now whether or not Calvert-Lewin can be moulded into this number nine that we want whether Moise Keane is going to be that number nine that we want as well you know I think he, I think he will I think he's going to be quality the kid um, yeah, but will, he be, will he end up being quality for us that's the worry man. I think so oh, I think that's so. the worry will he, I think he, he, there's no doubt about it he's going to be a top player but is he that sort of player that will potentially just come here for a season or two, not really, not work for him, and end up going back to Italy and you know being a superstar? Or no, something, I think I, mean? I think he will do. But I think I think people around us, the uh, forwards, have got to take a little bit of responsibility as well. I think he likes to be Sigurdsson, uh, Richardson when he's playing out wide. It will be Bernard, Walcott, all those types of players have got to take a little bit of responsibility. Where you know they've got to try and lay the ball like on the plate sometimes and set things up for our centre forwards because. You know, they, they can't do it all on their own and they do rely on service and at the moment not getting service we're going wide we, all the time no but we we created yesterday we oh, created oh, yesterday oh. I mean Sigurdsson put a great, great slide through ball in for Calvert Lewin the one that he missed um, where we put a great one in for Sigurdsson that he, as I said before could have nicked it over the keeper well, it's not great, so they were, no 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 but we, we, we created enough to score to score goals yesterday we, you know it wasn't as if like you know we're not creating, we're not having shots on target. We had, as I said, eight, was it eight shots in the end on target? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and we created from set pieces. So we probably should have scored more than, than one goal yesterday. But all I'm saying was before with that point is you're trying to say, like, have we recruited well enough in those? I don't think we have. I think with Charleston, yeah. But those other two spaces are really open for grabs, aren't they? You know, in terms of like a goal threat. But, but again, when you think about the recruitment model we had in the summer, you know, so we're, what we're looking at players under 23, under 24, yeah. who have got the potential to improve to the extent that they have high resale f- yeah, yeah, value. Yeah, yeah, that's the model, isn't it? So who would you sign that we didn't sign? Well, there's obviously we're linked with a lot of other players. I mean, I do think it's now looking more and more, you know... Give me two. No, I'm saying it's now looking more and more likely because <laughs> we didn't get to half, right? I know he doesn't fit that model, but what I'm saying is that in those sort of games where we are playing against teams that are sitting off, you need as a half-sack sure, player. We're, talk, we're talking about recruitment of centre-forwards. another one. No, but we're talking about recruitment of centre-forwards. These are wide players, aren't they? No, but the wide forwards, aren't they? The wide forward, really, aren't we're they? Talking Malcolm's about, a wide well, forward. Yeah, but we're talking about strikers, aren't we? So Calvert-Lewin, Moyes Keane. So I guess the question is, number one, would you would you have signed anybody other instead of Moyes Keane? And number two is, would you have signed another young striker for that central position that we didn't? No, it's, it's a fair point, but like I'm saying, you know, I mean, obviously Andy, you know, was a guest before. He was a big fan of Valer, wasn't he? He was saying that you know he was touting him way before he even got linked with the guy, saying he'd be perfect for what Everton, the way Everton play, with one guy up top, 
He's got the physical presence. He's got great feet, and he, and, and and so really, and he's and he's three. I think he's twenty two. He's three years older than than Moise Keane, so he's a bit further down the track no. in terms of development. You look, well. you look with Delft as well. There's there's no real set on value there. Yeah. So, so he was obviously going to do. He was going to do his bit for the squad. Exactly. So you can, you can obviously look around the rest of it. We will break in terms of the, the recruitment model. We will break it in terms of the age. It was a need to. So for me, there was a need to go out there and get an experienced striker who might have no selling value at all in his yeko or someone like that who's 32, 33, but will give you one or two seasons who can help teach the younger, the two young centre forwards how to play in the Premier League as, as a centre forward. And that's what we that's what we should have done. And, and we will break the model to do that, and we should have done. In the yeah, but I, I, that's what I'm saying, and, and it's not just like, oh, I'm just want to back silver. It's nothing to do with that. It's, you know, he, as I said, he can only deal with what he's got. You know what I mean? And I just think he's been let down a little bit there. I think he's been so, let down. So I, I agree with that because I, I think if it was the case that Tosin went and Ornias went, then I, I think we'd have a valid point. But they're still in the squad, so. And I think I think that's what we need to remember is as much as we can sit here and go, yeah, well, we should, FFB, we should, yeah, we should have gone out and got X, Y, and Z as an experienced centre forward. The problem we've got is there's two other centre forwards there who, whether we like it or not, don't cut the mustard, but they're on the wage bill, and we got not for them in the summer, mm. and that's it. That's the that's the the problem why we couldn't maybe have gone out there and got got that experienced centre forward. But, but I think yeah, there's an argument say we could have. It was like that went to Milan that we were linked with as well. The forward, the other forward that ended up going to Milan, he's another talent as well. So mm-hmm. we potentially could. I know again, you know, a young, a young boy as well, but he scored goals. Um, I don't think. It's, I just it's, don't think. If you look at Keane's profile, right, and 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 the opportunity was there to get him, and if you know, if a lot of other clubs would have probably found out about, we probably stole a march in other clubs there through 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 Brands's contact, and we've gone in and got him. If the opportunity was there to get him, I can understand why we've got, gone to get him. But if you look at his profile as a striker, he doesn't suit playing on his own at front, does he? He doesn't suit that type of player to be able to play on his own at front and battle with centre-halves, hold them off, bring other people into the game, almost like you were saying then, mate, like a Jacko type. Yeah. Or you'd almost say, like, you know, the Halle one is, is that type of guy who has got more of a physical presence. I mean, he got an assist yesterday by holding it up and laying it off. You know, and... I think it all That's, depends as well. It doesn't suit the way we want to play. Yeah, no, you know, I think it all depends as well as, obviously, how we're going to go in the future you know I, th- I think most people know don't they that he's looking at hopefully four, going 4-3-3 yeah. when, he, when he gets the players to, to play that way um, and obviously we haven't got them at the moment but like you said are you going to stick with it you know this you know the big sort of not, not target man if you like but obviously a centre forward and then two wide players if you're going to be playing out you know I'm not too sure but there's a lot to a lot to sort of look at and unravel as the season obviously goes on Um we, we've said it time again we, we trust the minds yet and what he's trying to do I think being unfortunate in the fact that we've lost our two best centre mids in, in Gomez and Gabon yeah, they've had a huge impact we've massively missed Go, Gomez, Gomez especially uh, a huge a huge miss uh, for ourselves but I think I mean let, let's look ahead now to be I mean next week because we're going to come up against another side here who do sit deep um, king th- of the low blocks mate yeah I think I, I, I saw what I saw a stat Something uh, in regards to the they've made the least number of passes in the Premier League this season. The reason being is you just go long. I don't care what anyone says. It's Allardyce football, but it's, it's effective, effective yeah, for yeah. that side, isn't yeah. it? And I, I, I give I give Burnley a bit of credit here because I think that it's a side full of a lot of well full of resilience, and they've shown it over the last few weeks. They, they've been getting beaten. They've come back. 
to pick points up, which is something that we can't seem to do. They've come back and they've got points. And we went there last season on five one, but it's a different different uh, kind of we game. We got a really high goal last season. And it, I, yeah, think, but, I think if we have any chance of winning that game, we've got to do the same again. But we got that, an early goal. They, we set it off here. They've got no Europa League commitments at all. They didn't start the season. They, like Wolves are showing that yeah, struggling yeah. a little bit. They haven't got anything like that. The backs of the Burnley of probably uh, two seasons ago who, who finished so high up in the league and going there, it's going to be really tough again to bring that kind of side down. 100%. They're scoring goals as well. Chris Woods is it a few recently. Before that, Barnes was scoring goal. I know Barnes mm-hmm. cooled off a little bit, but they've both got a goal threat in them from different places. They're going to give, they're going to give our centre-halves a torrid time those two because Chris Wood will be will be competing for everything in the air and obviously um, Barnes you know he sniffs out chances doesn't he Barnes well, listen, and Lopes has got a great ball on him from the right you know they've got a threat we've been talking a lot about our defence uh, from set pieces haven't we it's going to get a good test at Burnley that's the big worry yeah. for Hughes that was the real worry for Hughes because I mean the, the two lads are fun for them the, the, the big units aren't they and well, they are. I mean, although they may not cause any problems in regards to pace for guards, two centre guards, they, they'll be challenging them and they're as good as, if not better, than both Keane and Mina in the air. So it's going to be a, a real bombardment of, I think, of long balls from well, that, that, And that's why we need to get, we need to stamp our authority on the game early and try and get that first goal. Cause it was it Mina that got the goal early last, yeah, last yeah, season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he got that goal and we went in, and then obviously we never looked back after that. We scored well, the three in the first half, yeah. I think. Luca Dean scored obviously two in the game. Yeah. Um, Charles came off off the bench that game and he, and yeah. he scored, didn't he? So we 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 were, we were great throughout the whole game and we were a constant threat. And it came at a time when we were going through a really bad patch. It was a Boxing Day, wasn't it? Yeah. It was Boxing, yeah, boxing yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we were going through that, that real bad patch where we we'd lost our Anfield at the start of December. You couldn't seem to buy buy everyone from anywhere. Went there and turned over and we thought we turned the corner here, but it's going to be a real a real sort of another battle of attrition, hasn't it? You know, we've had it so many times so far this season. Villa away, um, Sheffield United at home as well. Even to a lesser extent, Watford at home. These kind of games where they need to have, have a bit of heart for the fight. I think. And we, we I'm, just, I'm we open, just need I'm to get a result. Do. Don't we? we need to get yeah. a result. We need we need to get a result just to take a bit of pressure off. Um, you know, because the manager's coming in for a lot of state. You saw it on Twitter. I think you boys said, you know, the players got applauded it off, and rightly so mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, I thought they did, you know, deserve that uh, for the performance they put in. But the longer it goes on like this, the more the manager's going to get the screw turned on him. And for me, wrongly, and I, you know, I, I've been fairly vocal on Twitter saying that, saying that who are we going to bring in? You know, what I mean, and it's going to set us back another twelve months at least. At, at least. And then he's going to want his own players, exactly. and then therefore we're going to have to reset the whole thing again. Some players are then going to be sold, and then we're going to basically just end up, you know, basically we're going to be end up chasing our own tail, like we have mm-hmm. done for the last four or five years, ever since really Martinez left. Really after after that season, yeah. we can't keep on doing that. We have to make a decision now: go and win, lose, or draw. We stick with this fella, let him get the exact team he wants on the pitch, and if it takes another summer, so be it. You know what I mean? People remember, you know, you've made a point last week, Peter, about rose tinted glasses with Moyes. You know, he didn't always finish fifth or fifth, fourth, fifth or sixth. He had a couple of really bad seasons as well, didn't he? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if it needs that, and we have to have that transition season where we do finish maybe outside the top ten, then so be it. The best of Moyes came toward the end of his tenure. Yeah, when he had the team that he wanted. And let's not forget, it was Sir Alex Ferguson, Arsene Wenger and David Moyes who were the longest yeah. standing 
Premiership managers. Yeah, exactly. I don't want this job to become a poison chalice of a job because if we keep on sacking managers every 12 months, no one's going to want it. Yeah. You know, everyone's going Mourinho, Mourinho. Mourinho's going back to Madrid by looks. I wouldn't even want Jose as good as he is. He's, I think his style of football is now is now basically you know it's past it. And also as well, he wouldn't want Brands there. Brands can do one because he won't be working with director of football. You know what I mean? And he'll and he'll be one fifteen million quid a year and a four year contract or something like that. So yeah. you know, if, if he if he really struggles, we sack him after twelve months and pay him off forty million quid. Yeah. You can't keep on doing it. No. That's the reality, isn't it? But it's, I think it's massively important at Burnley we get we have got to win the game for me. I think, mm. and we've got to win the game because we've got another break. International exactly, yeah, exactly. again. It won't we, be an easy game. Will no, it? No, it won't it, be an easy game. Be, they're playing all right at the minute, Burnley. We've got to do whatever, whatever we can to get something from that game, but hopefully win the game uh, because you don't want to go into into a break on the back of a defeat again. The pressure will just build and build and build on. So before a tough game alone to West Ham on my birthday, by the way. Um, <laughs> any free tickets knocking around I'm throwing my way much appreciated but you know we've, we've got to make sure that we, we approach the game the right way we fight we do whatever we can to get to well to win the game basically because I don't think anything other than a win is, is good enough but it's also it's also Burnley away isn't it? and Burnley away is always I know we made it look easy last season it's always a tough it game is, yeah. it's always they're going to be in your faces what will Dice be doing before that game? He'll be showing them the five-one result. There. That's all the motivation you need for all those lads that played last season. We said, look, you got humiliated here last season. Let's go back and do one. Give, I don't give think one he'd be whispering in their ear with that uh, husky voice. <laughs> Get them the gravelly tones. Yeah, people's got impression of you on Dice. You know, my dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's massive. To be honest, I think not just obviously getting back to winning ways. We, we, we need a win as soon as. But especially, obviously, the away form isn't yeah. great at all, is it? So, obviously, we can get a win, a win away. You know, again, we can, you know, we can start to kick on after that. Yeah. Hopefully, um, and like we said, need something, don't we? We need a spark. Massive. We need something. Even to say it's off, it's off, off someone's backside. You know, yeah. and it goes in. We get one, go one up. Confidence gets back a bit because, like you said, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't want to hark back to 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 Silver saying it's it's his fault and it's his problem, but. Those stats are quite dominant, aren't they? We're saying like you know twenty odd games where we've gone behind and we haven't we haven't won a game. It, it's you know what I mean. Like you say before, my mentality wise yeah. and stuff like that, it's not a good advert, is it? Not good. So you know, obviously we can get in. I'd, I'd take any win, but um, mm. you know, if we can obviously get in and get get the three points and then like you said onto West Ham, then uh, that'll be massive. It's what? so fickle the league, isn't it? We're on seven points now, and we're obviously the bottom five or six, whatever it is. You know, you look at that. We win win two of those games. That we've ended up losing, that we probably should have taken points in, and we'd be in the top four. Yeah, that's how that's how that's how fickle the league is right now. Three or four points exactly that. West Ham are on twelve points, and they're in fourth in the league. Well, that's it. I was going to say, yeah. even now, it's close enough to turn it round. Yeah. But at some point, we've we've got to make the turn. Exactly. With a good cup draw as well, by the way. Yeah, we haven't we haven't mentioned obviously a great cup cup draw over to the uh, great performance as well, by the way, in the league in, in the cup early cup. It was it was well, I'd say professional. Yeah. We did what we had to do. We got two really early goals, and from that point, although we had a few grumpy moments from from set pieces and crosses, as we as we tend to do, we had better the chances. Cavalier could have scored that, couldn't he, in the first half? Yeah. But professional performance, two 0 win, great draw at home to the old Snake Boys back in town again. Said on Twitter, said on Twitter, when the draw was made, they'll bring more inflatable snakes to be real fans because they're absolutely tim-pop that's a great opportunity that, it? it is but we need to we need to make sure yet again 
as much as yeah, Watford are in, the, in a great vein of form, they got bladdered by Man City eight nil, um, as well. Obviously, a couple of weeks ago, we've got to make sure we lost the weekend as well. Yeah, 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 they're not in a great vein of form at all. So it's it's ours for the taking there, and but we need to make sure that we turn the corner. Win that game, you're in the quarterfinals. Yeah, I know. And, I know. and the way that draw is, you know, yeah, it looks like it's really going to open up, so isn't it, for the next round? Here's a point yeah. for you then. Let's say it's a transition season in inverted commas. Don't let's use that word, people like, like that word. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, yeah, let's, say, let's say we finish, I don't know, 12th, 13th, 14th, but we win the league, can't we? You take that. Yeah, yeah. People, people yeah. forget we win 95 in the league, don't they? Yeah. All day. Yeah. Yeah. Take yeah. That, you? So, you know. It's all about, it's all about it's trophies, isn't it? That's right. what football is all about, is winning right. something. We haven't won something since 1995, so if you're saying to me now, yeah, we, if we finish 17th, although that'd be, that'd be appalling, and won, won a trophy. Yeah, but this is the point, exactly, and, and that's the point. You know, look, we all had ambitions in our, in our head this season, look, let's, let's, let's try and see if we can push that top six. And he's not gone. Yeah. They haven't gone. They haven't gone. They haven't gone. They haven't gone. It looks like it's, it's not going to be easy to do. You know, we never thought it would be anyway. But you know, the point is, I I do think we'll end up finishing around top eight again, yeah. top ten. Yeah, yes, okay, we we'd like to push for European places, but I don't mind. You know, as long as we can get another, I, I think we even go for centre half in January. By the way, well, I was going to say for, yeah. for me whether we do or don't push that top six depends on four things: one, getting back Andre Gomez and Gabamin; yeah, two, do we sign a centre half in January? I think that'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. Three, do our strikers start scoring? And four, I've forgotten the fourth. You can see him then, recycling. He's been sitting there for 15 minutes thinking, I've got four points. I'll get them in at some point, he's forgotten. Do we sign a striker in January, Pete? Do we sign a striker in January? I don't think we'll sign a striker. I do think the centre half position will be addressed with the short term loan of K2. That's what I think. Well, Zuma looks like his fourth choice now, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so, uh, so I he's so. come in now, and Frank even said in his presser the other day, everyone thought he would be fourth choice. He's now one or two, yeah, yeah. and those are the words of you. So yeah. it'll be Rudiger and Christensen. Rudiger's out injured, Christensen, and then it'll be Zuma yeah. after that. So we've got every right to go after him, yeah. whether they sell or not. Again, is another matter. But I do think we missed him. As I thought, Mina did all right yesterday, but um, I do think they're just not a pairing for me. No. Them two, they're just not. Yeah. They're not a natural Except pairing at all. They're not a natural pairing, and I think we massively miss Zuma's pace and physical presence there even uh, the communication as well yeah it takes time doesn't it to build yeah. a, a partnership and obviously they played what 30 plus games together last season those two because Keane's not the same player for me the beauty of it is though I mean, if we do get him back he slots straight in doesn't he and, and that, that relationship between Mina, Zuma, Keane, Pickford importantly as yeah. well that, that, that relationship's already been made for, for over 12 months last season so the, the beauty of that kind of sign of it is that whether it's a sort of six month loan or what have you, yeah. it's absolutely it's perfect for what we're what we're trying to do. He looks like a great lad to have around the ground. Yeah. Well, he? You know, he looked well embedded into the team. He was well liked. He was one of our yeah. better performers last season. Yeah, you know, he was. He, yeah. was. he was a set from set pieces. He scored a couple of really good headers, didn't he? For us, Bournemouth and West Ham yeah. games, he scored. Got himself so, back in the France squad. He did. You know, and that's going all, all going to be sort of unravelled just before um, Euro twenty twenty as well because he's not going to get a game for Chelsea. So hopefully Marcel Brands picks the phone up and, and we get that done. But let's have your predictions for the Burnley game then. Um, I did say, by the way, City 3-1, if you remember. So we'll uh, rewind. Yeah, great, great, <laughs> great, great optimistic. Well, uh, listen, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm a realist yeah. as well, yeah. I'm a realist. So we'll start with our guest. What did I say, actually? What did I say in that? I think you said Everton ever, 4-0 or something. No, I didn't. I, said, I think I said... I think I said 2-1 and that 3-2 or something. It would have been that if we'd have had a bit more. Yeah, yeah, but the point is, I, I got it right. Yeah. 
Mark, what what was your first, mate? Oh, um, to be honest, I know as we, as we fans, to be fair, um, I think obviously the way he plays against them last season's army, hopefully, you know, hopefully the players will uh, be talking about it this week and might give him a bit of a boost to go into the game. Um, I think we, we might concede, obviously, we've seen before about a barrage of set pieces coming in, mm. uh, it could be quite likely. Um, but no, I, I fancy us here, I fancy us to nick it. Um, Moise Key, maybe to. Uh, to get one, hopefully, fingers crossed, off the, off the mark, um, and then maybe uh, maybe Bernard. Yeah, I might fancy as well. I like Bernard to start that game. He caused yeah. him a lot of trouble there last season. Yeah, he told him apart last season off the left. Pete? Go on, I'm going 2 0. Richarlison, Sigurdsson. <sighs> Emphatic. Straight in. Yeah. Mike? I'm saying Desmond. 2 2. 2 2, you reckon, yeah? <laughs> yeah. 2 2 for me. I think, I think we'll. Throw away a 2 0 lead. That's what I think. I've been, I've been proper. Uh, You've got a wage on these things. I don't know what I've got a sports based contract. This lad, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I'm going to say goals for us. Um, I think Richard Allison uh, will score, and I think a, a goal from Fabian Delph. Believe it or not, Delph. yeah, yeah, that foot is like. Yeah, left foot just just through the keepers through the keepers hands and in. Uh, yeah, I think we're gonna we're, we're gonna have problems. <laughs> we need we need one of those sporty goals like the we'll lad. We do, yeah. Need. Just yeah, just lend us one for the week. Um, I think I think we'll win the game. Um, I don't think it'll be an easy game, but I do think we'll win it. It's vital, absolutely vital. We score first in that game. Yeah. Uh, both the confidence for the players and also to get them to maybe come out and play a bit more. Um, I think it'll be two one. I do think we'll concede because I think they'll end up scoring from a set piece, and obviously Chris Wood is very dangerous in the air. Um, I can see Richardson scoring. We need him to start scoring as well. More than anything, yeah. he, he, I thought he started to show. I thought he played well yesterday. Mm. I thought he caused some problems. He won a lot of free kicks. He gave Zinchenko an absolute nightmare, really. Um, so I think, um, yeah, I think we'll, we'll win. Richardson will get one. I think. I think concede Dean. Get another one down there. Free kick. I'll take it. And off the underside, class goal. We'll see what we can. Before we finish, just a little reminder, competition's live on Twitter for our new share, Rothbam85. Uh, retweet and follow to get involved with that. Closes kick-off uh, the Burnley game, so October the 5th, isn't it, Saturday? Uh, so get involved with that. Matt, thanks for coming down, mate. Cheers, thanks for having us, lads. We'll, 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 we'll return you safely uh, to the other side of the city. <laughs> don't, don't panic. Um Everyone, thanks for listening. Catch us next time when we're going to be looking back on hopefully uh, a positive result against Burnley and looking ahead to the game at home to West Ham United. So we'll catch you then. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues, three opinions, one Everton podcast. Podcast Network.